This is Tackle Talk Live, an inside scoop on how, when, and where to catch bass. With a primary focus on Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn. Interviews with anglers who are consistent winners on the tournament trail. Your hosts, Camus Boats Pro Staffer Steve Graff and Gill Fishing Accounts Manager Kevin Jean. Two anglers who understand bass fishing with tournament success on all levels. Anglers willing to share their knowledge to help you become a better fisherman. So sit up and pay close attention as they give detailed tournament information and results. Here are the hosts of Tackle Talk Live, Steve Graff and Kevin Jean. This is Tackle Talk Live. That's right. You've tuned in to the, one of the best podcasts that you're ever going to listen to. I'm Diver Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with Gill Fishing Accounts Manager, Mr. Kevin Jean, down there in the heart of South Louisiana, Lafayette. And uh, today, Kevin, we're going to wrap up Sam Rayburn, the Texas Team Trail. We'll wrap that up. Uh, first time of the year for the Texas Team Trail. Uh, and with, with that, we've got Casey, uh, I assume that's Burley. Yes. Yes. Casey, Casey Burley. Burley. Uh, of Team Josh Rogers and Burley, uh, who who won that event, well, we'll have we'll have them on. I'm looking forward to having both uh, one of those guys. I will see what Casey's got to say. They had good bags, a lot of good bags were caught at, at Raven last week. Yes, yeah, Steve. I mean, 29 pounds, and the wind was getting it. Uh, I mean, so to be able to do that, and I know that you know you know those guys are deep guys. They stayed out, <clears throat> so we'll be able to get Casey to break down for us. I'm assuming that had to have happened, I would imagine, pretty quickly, being how bad the wind was blowing. Um, so, but yes, the big week uh, for us right here in East Texas, big week of fishing um, coming off the Texas team trail. You've got the Toyota Series on Sam Rayburn. You got the Bassmaster Elite Series on Toledo Bend. Solo 150 guys like yourself is going to be at Lake of the Pines. There is stuff going on everywhere. <clears throat> big, big tournaments going down. So uh, we're going to have a Sam Rayburn report. We're going to have a Toledo Bend report for you guys and kind of break it down. And I uh, hope we can hope we can help some of you out. Yeah, for the next two or three months, uh, fe- well, end of February, March, April, May. I mean, it's just going to be wide open. So, uh, also today, we got a little treat for everybody. Special guest today, legendary pro Tommy Martin is going to give us a good preview, uh, not only of the Toyota series that he's fishing on Rayburn, but he's going to tell us because he's been on Toledo Bend almost every day yeah. for the last week and a half. He's going to give us a good Toledo Bend report, and Kevin's going to tell us how Toledo Bend's setting up for these guys at the Elite Series. Yeah, Steve, I mean, so it's been cold. It's been cold this week. Wind's been blowing um, all during their practice. I mean, it was 30 degrees yesterday morning when them guys take, took off. I've seen a lot of pictures of, you know, uh, front decks froze over and ice on, you know, things like that, but uh, it's going to warm up this week. It's going to get up to 70-something yeah. today, mid-70s the rest of the week. Um, those fish should start firing. There's no doubt about that, especially Sam Ray and Toledo Bend both. I mean, that, those fish should really start firing. The key is going to be the wind, Steve. The wind is going to blow, especially Thursday, Friday. Um, it'll be interesting to, uh, one, to, even if they can make it out. Uh, I'm talking, I'm talking Toyota series and the Bassmaster Elite series here. Hopefully we'll be able to get for the Elite series four days of coverage because, Steve, if we get four days here, it's going to absolutely take 80-plus to win it, 20 a day. Yeah. Could yeah, be up, up to 23, 24 a day. The, you know, there's some big fish moving right now. There's some big fish being caught. Um, so, it, it's man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching some live this weekend at Salida Bend. 
Yeah, and, and there's an old saying, the wind is your friend. Well, a little bit of labor today, it's not always. Not when it's blowing 15 to 20. No, no. Uh, uh, and even a good north wind or south wind at 10 can be pretty brutal, to yeah. be in Raper. But anyway, we'll talk more about that with Mr. Tommy. Uh, we've got upcoming tournaments uh, for the rest of the month and early March. We've also got lake levels, and Kevin's going to introduce you this week to a product, uh, our product of the week. We'll get to that by the end of the program. All this and more today on Tackle Talk Live. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to recognize a few of our awesome sponsors, and we'll talk with Casey Burley as soon as we return with more Tackle Talk Live. A good marine dealer is hard to find, but a great dealer is even harder. But in Iowa, Louisiana, there's a marine dealer that falls into the great category. Power Implements Marine, South Louisiana's go-to dealer for all things related to the boating industry. A Minn Kota, Garmin, and Mercury dealer, guaranteeing you first-rate service in both sales and repair. A great selection of new and used boats to choose from, including Skeeter, G3, Ranger, Camus, and Go Devil. A knowledgeable staff that will treat you like family and are always willing to go the extra mile to ensure you walk out a happy customer. To see everything they have to offer, go to Power Implements or stop by 606 East Miller Street in Iowa, Louisiana. Plus, mention Tackle Talk Live and save $500 off a new or pre-owned boat or $50 off your first service ticket. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Nothing is worse than being sick on your family or fishing getaway. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in the hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care, located on Highway just south of Toledo Town or call 318-508-5323. Very few stores are a complete one-stop shop, but Cypress Knee Outdoors is such a place. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, drinks, or bait and tackle, they have it. Cypress Knee Outdoors carries top-name fishing brands like Strike King, Sandtone, Spro, and VM. Crappie jigs from Bobby Garland. Need hunting gear? They have it. Ammunition from rifle to shotgun shells. Deer scents from Buckwild and Doe and Heat. Deer stands from Titan and feeders from T Hanger. Cypress Knee has it all. Located off I-49, exit 127, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana. So stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors and let John Abram and his staff show you everything everything they have to offer or give them a call at 318-238-HUNT. watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, this segment presented by Cleta Health, 3J's 4-Way, home of Cypress and the Outdoors. And Power Implements Marine, located in Iowa, Louisiana. If you mention Tackle Talk Live, 
and some of you have, and we mm -hmm. greatly appreciate that. You get $500 off the purchase of a new or used boat, or you can take that $50 and apply it to your service ticket. They'll help you any, either way, $500 off a new or used boat or $50 off your, per, your first service ticket. Hey, give those guys, check them out. Power Implements Marine right there in Iowa, Louisiana. On the Tackle Talk Hotline, we've got Casey Burling. Casey, hey, man, congratulations to, to you and uh, your, your partner, uh, Josh Rogers. Is that right? Yes. I think that's right. Yes, Josh. And uh, yes, the first question, first question everybody's going to want to know, was it forward-facing sonar? Did, is that how you call I uh, didn't even have it turned on. He is, uh, he is uh, not a before the tournament. Sonar, guy, yeah. No, sir. Too many catfish. <laughs> Casey, man, look, uh, I, a heck of a heck of a bag, first of all, on a very windy day. And and, and we're going to jump into it here, but I'm assuming that it was uh, it was caught out, caught deep, just knowing you and what you guys do. Um, but, man, you know, congratulations, first of all. But 29 pounds on, on that kind of day, and we'll jump into the day. But I, I want to talk practice first. I'm a practice guy. I like to talk about it, just kind of see your, get everybody's thought process and how it goes down. So you know, the day of practice yep. you guys had, kind of take us through practice. Did practice go well, um, you know, or did is it something, you know, you guys found in practice, something key it in? Kind of take us through mm -hmm. practice and how it all got started. Yeah, so uh, practice, I mean, obviously we were checking the wind forecast all week, and it was going to be 25, 30 mile an hour winds out of the northeast. So we were already going to practice deep. So we practiced shallow for more than half the day Friday. We actually had a phenomenal practice. I think we had like 26, 27 pounds in practice, dragging Carolina rigs, throwing a little bit of chatterbait, just running a lot of stuff on that uh, northeast side of the lake. Then. I don't know, I got out of the blue. I was like, let's just go graph a couple of spots just to go see. Maybe we'll get an hour or so during the day in the afternoon. It did forecast for the wind to lay down in the afternoon. I said, let's just go gamble a little bit. So we went offshore. I went to the very first spot, caught a couple two-pounders. Went to the next one, caught a couple two-pounders. And after about the 10th, 11th spot, uh, we doubled up on an eight and a five. I was like, okay, I'm getting clued in. I'm getting clued in. I go to the next spot. I think Josh catches like a four. And I was like, okay, we have a couple spots out deep, but, I mean, it's just the wind. I mean, getting out there is just going to be luck. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I practiced when we kind of got cleared on offshore, but we were actually really excited for the shallow bite. We don't catch them shallow, but we are like, okay, we got something figured out shallow. Yeah. And uh, tournament time. They didn't. They weren't there. It was weird. So, so tournament day is that is that what we did? Did you run to the shallow fish first, or was you able to get out on the, yep. on the deep fish? So, uh, did not get on the deep stuff until about eight o'clock. Uh, first light, I was like, I'm not going to run anything main lake until we can at least see. Yeah. So we ran all of our shallow fish first. Uh, because now yeah, let's, let's verify TTT. Was a trailering event. They allowed you guys to trailer this event. Correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. So we we're like, uh, let's start on our shallow fish first, and uh, that's what we did. And didn't need it. We did not get a single bite. Oh wow! So do uh, do you think, Casey, that the the wind? I, I know Saturday it was cold. 
It was windy. It was just, it was just, it was, it was a brutal day. Did that slow the bite down at all in that shallow water? I, so I think it did. I don't know if that hard north wind throughout the nights what kind of screwed everything else up. Because I've heard some uh, other stories about some good shallow guys. Their stuff just disappeared yeah. too. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm assuming. So like we started shallow, like, hey, we can get a good limit. We thought we can catch 18 pounds of what we thought. Get a check, survive with a windy day. So we ran our, we had about five shallow spots. We ran through about three or four of them, and I was going to the fifth one, and uh, we noticed somebody was pretty close to it, and I stopped the boat, and my buddy said, or Josh, he said, well, let's go risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> I said, all right. It was about seven, it was about 7.30 where we kind of called it quits, and uh, it took us. 35 minutes, 30, 35 minutes to get to our spot in the rough waves to get across the lake. I mean, it was, uh, it was brutal to get out there. Uh, we got out there the first spot. Sir. Was it a due north wind? Was it right down the pipe or was it? It was was blowing more, uh, northeast. Yeah. yeah. It was coming more off the, uh, east bank. That front had come through. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're going into the waves, trying to make our way up north. Like I said, it took about 30 minutes to get there. And I was like, I asked him, I said, what spot are we going to start on first? He said, let's just go out to the river channel. Let's get out in that deep water and let's see what happens. So we got to the first spot on the river channel. And it was so difficult to spot lock. We tried to, we got on the spot lock. The very first time, the first attempt to make the cast on our brush pile, uh, I mean, I think... <laughs> I don't think we made a true cast. We cast it. Next thing we know, we're on top of the brush pile. Yeah. So we had a trolling motor back up there. It was a, I don't know how we caught our fish. We caught them in five, we caught five fish in an hour. And it was pretty much luck uh, to hit the brush pile with the winds. And uh, we got five bites all day. Well, I say all day. In one hour from about eight to nine, we were done by nine o'clock because my trolling motor uh, batteries actually were bad. Yeah. So you call, uh, I mean, uh, we're talking one brush pile here in an hour, 29 pounds. Yes, sir. Wow. What was wow. it? And I'm uh, assuming four or five I, footers. Oh, he, uh, I have videos on my phone. I've been showing people yeah. like my, we had water back flowing in our boat because our pump, the bilge pump couldn't pump it fast enough. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it, like it. So it it was it was truly unsafe. Like it really was. Uh, yeah. I even made a post on Facebook like, "Hey, let's postpone this to Sunday." Yeah. Like just knowing that northeast wind, thirty miles an hour. I mean, it's gonna be unsafe. Yeah. Now, yes, if it's Sunday, do we still win? Who knows? But from the safety aspect, it was not safe to be on the main lake. Well, unless uh, obviously you two guys were probably. I bet you there wasn't a dozen people that probably decided to brave that and go out there and fight those waves. Everybody else probably went shallow. And those fish you were fishing for, they wasn't getting worked on. So, uh, hey, kudos to you guys for braving the storm and sticking it out. And uh, what were your primary baits, Casey? What were the what were the main baits? I assume you got to be heavy. Yep, we threw a one-ounce Carolina rig with the uh, Zoom fluke. <clears throat> wow. Now, now, Casey, so – that's all we threw. How how deep are we talking here? I know you saying brush pile. I heard you say river. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Wow. Twenty seven foot. Gotcha. Sir. 
And these fish just got this stuff too, because this is stuff. These are the same brush piles we found in December. So I guess we go way back, like in December is when we start looking for all these brush piles, Mm -hmm. and uh, we mark as many as we can and and practice. We just keep on running them until we find something with fish, and uh, that's kind of how it happened. And these fish kind of just loaded up. Because typically, like your typical brush pile fishing, you're going to catch one on this brush pile, one mm-hmm. on this brush pile. And when the stars line up, you can find that one that really just has a lot of fish in it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. rare. You said you caught all five on one brush pile, you know, in an hour. Again, right. like you said, you catch two, three, maybe three. If you catch three big ones off one pile, especially in, on that's one, That's um, a good day. Yeah, that's a good day. Because you might circle so, around back to it two or three hours later and catch another big one off. But... Right. Three on right. one pile while you know. Right. Go ahead. No, so like that's how it happened. Like I met, yeah. the very first time I hit the brush pile, I caught one maybe close to six, and I said okay. Then about five ten minutes later, we caught another one. We're like, hey, it's gonna be a slow grind. Hopefully, we get to the other spots. Well, we just kept on getting consistently bit about every five to ten minutes, and yeah. uh, sure enough, we caught that. We literally, I just boated the fifth fish. And I looked down and my lights weren't on on my trolling motor. I'm thinking my trolling motor broke because one time it came unclipped and slammed down. And I thought that's what broke my trolling motor. But whenever we got back to the bank, uh, we checked the batteries and everything was 0%. So I have, a, I have a charger issue, battery issue. But it's had RTR performance right now trying to uh, get that resolved for this weekend. I got Jason, did you, did, did, did you stay out there the rest of the day, or did you end up catching your 25-plus and say, okay, let, let's let's go back? 29-plus, Steve, 29. 29-plus. Then, uh, then you decided to go yeah. to the bank at all in the afternoon. Did you go shallow? Uh, no, sir. Uh, 9 o'clock, my trail motor was His towed. trail motor was uh, we, uh, we, went, we went to the bank. I made a few calls to the tournament director trying to figure out if we can get a boat, what's the procedure to do this. Uh, and he said, I have to go back to Humphreys Pavilion, which that's a 45-minute drive. <clears throat> and me and Josh looked at each other. So I never had him on the scales. And then we got to the boat ramp, and I said, let's put him on the scale. Let's see what we have. We had 29.80 on our scale. Mm. And I was like, man, we have a 463. We have one small fish to get rid of. We can bust 30. But we didn't risk it. We did, I didn't want to take somebody else's boat out there really thinking about it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we risked it. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Do I still want to fish? Should I, it, was, it was a good call just not to be out there on the main lake. Yeah. Yeah. Without a trolling motor. Did you aerators shut down on you as well? Did you lose that on the battery no, side as well? No, no, sir. My cranking battery was good. Uh, yeah. Just my trolling yeah. motors. I don't know if me staying on 10 for a straight hour, <laughs> burn them up. I have lead batteries. Uh, I know RTR, they have the lithium ionics and pro guides. So I told, I brought it to them and said, hey, look, fix me up and let's go. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to all the lithiums and see if that's my issue. I did that last year. Best move ever made. So Well, good. Uh, hope I don't have this problem ever again. But. Casey, in reality, I mean, catching that fish in an hour, yeah. it's, it's actually a grind. I know oh, an hour gosh, seems yeah. it's pretty quick, but typically, like, but on Rayburn, it can go down six, seven casts. You'd be done. Yeah. What but, was the big fish, Casey? 
eight, eight and a half, I think. Okay. Gotcha. Eight I see now. It did, there wasn't one on the board, so I didn't eight, know if y'all. Eight eleven. Eight eleven. Gotcha. Gotcha. Eight eleven. I just looked it up. The four and a half, or you know, whatever was your your bottom fish. So all all good chunks, no doubt. Four, four sixty three was our bottom fish. I think we had a four sixty three, a four ninety something, a five, maybe a six and a half, and an eight. Yeah, I think that math was math and smell. Casey, what was what was the what was the participation level? I mean, by how many boats showed up for this? How many boats uh, did what? Sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Showed up, showed up for this tournament. How many showed up for the TTT? I think 243 was yeah, the number. Was, okay. That's good turnout. Really That's good. good turnout, Steve. It was a good turnout. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's good. They had, so, they had a really uh, good turnout. I think I think that championship on Toledo Bend during the time of year is going to be, I think they hit the nail on the head with I that. I think that's fire by assistant. Yeah, agreed. It's going to be a slugfest. And, so. and, and I, I would have been there just for that reason, but it, there's too many conflicts on my, my new work schedule, and I think I think they have one maybe the weekend of the Classic, but there's a lot of conflicts that I wasn't able to fish, but there's a lot of guys that are going to fish that entire circuit. Now, I'm mad that I'm not able to, but – just for the the championship on Toledo Bend time of year it is, and man, it's going to be. It's, and it's a good schedule, you know. They did a they did a good you know a Great. good job. We're going to Fork. Yeah. Yep. But yes. uh, if anybody knows the history of me and Texas Team Trails, I've finished second place in the last three or four years in this event. Yeah. I can never I can never capture. It. So having twenty nine fourteen, I was still not even close to being comfortable. I was like, we're gonna need over thirty because somebody. I was like, if we're doing it. Somebody else is risking it. And, uh, yeah. So, so Casey, yeah. let me get your opinion yeah, Mark, on this. You... Uh, let me get your opinion on this on the mm -hmm. full face and sonar deal. So, you guys wasn't using it. Uh, you know, it had y'all were old school right. throwing the brush piles, old school Raven fishing. Second place, Bubba Fraser, Tommy Hill. I highly doubt them two are using it. Uh, and you kind of go down. Nah, me, me and Bubba. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, you can go down the list and. You know the the scopers just don't really stand out to me. Um, going down the list of, of so, you know, obviously it didn't play that day, which I like to see. I like to see the old school style fishing can still well, get it done. These big tournaments. Give me your thoughts. Well, also too, you well, got to throw in the wind was the factor. When you got wind as a factor, yeah. the forward face sonar is detrimental. I mean, it, it's tough. I'm, I might get hated a little bit, but if you actually know how to fish. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't hurt you as bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no. So forward facing sonar, it actually is a neat deal. It showed us over the years how little we knew about bass fishing. Correct. Like everything we read in the Bassmaster magazines, that was probably twenty percent of the population doing this little bit of thing. It actually is pretty neat to know what these bass truly do when you have rising water, cold fronts, etc. It's a it's a new deal. Look, I'm a I was considered a youngster when I got the, when I learned on side image, and everybody hated us for fishing offshore with side image because that's not true fishing. Now I'm saying about forward facing sonar. Yeah. So it's just new technology. I have to adapt to it. I have to eventually need to learn it to stay up with these youngsters. And uh, it's a new technology. And uh, well, it's almost like a I'm, technique. I'm, I'm trying to learn it, but I just can't do it. It's almost like a, a technique. There are certain times of the year yeah. you do certain things, and forward facing sonar yeah. is going to fall in the category. I remember watching Toledo being the MLF. Drew Gill is out there on the edge of the channel, 
fighting those waves. Yep. And he said his forward face, it, it, it is detrimental because it's hard for it to for you to locate the fish with it bobbing up and down to where it's Dustin Connell is in the back of a pocket. And he's he's working them over with that forward facing sonar because it was calm weather yes. where he was at. So Yes. Uh and it's just it's crazy to know that we only knew what little we did know before forward face sonar. So it's interesting yeah. to see what kind of new technology will come of it. New techniques. I say new. They're, they're not new techniques. It's just more of <clears throat> utilizing them techniques with the forward phase of sonar. So now they're really popular. People think you know, it's new. It's been right, around. Right. People and, tight-lined all the time with uh, the Mickey rigs. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's changed. One thing has changed. And, and coming, and I'm no longer in it, but coming from the bait industry like I did, man, it, it has completely changed that industry. You know, everybody's, you know, it's... Yep. You, you got to have the four faces. You have everybody creating scope sticks. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, well, Casey, man, and there's, there's cool. no saving bass fishing, guys. 90% of the fish are in 10% of the water. Yeah. Four facing sonar well, taught that's, us that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. That's one of them things that you learn. Fish live in 10% of the water. Well, nope. Yeah. They live in about probably 40 to 50% of the water. Right. Exactly. That's right. Well, Casey, congratulations, man. I've had y'all on several times, uh, and y'all seem to do, you know, win a big one every year for sure. But congratulations and uh, best of luck going forward, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good day. All right. Casey Burley, him and Josh Rogers uh, went over there to Sam Rayburn and took business. And it was interesting, Kevin, to hear that they got out there in those forward five foot rollers and just stuck it out. Of course, when you catch, you know, a couple of sevens, or that tends to want to make you stay a while. Well, it does, Steve. But as he said, that that's unsafe. I mean, when you got enough water coming over the front deck of the boat, that it's you're bilging it out as fast as it's coming in. That's that's yeah. unsafe. But yes, would we, we have all done it if you'd have sat there and caught an eight and a six or a six on the first cast? Yeah, we would have. Um, but uh, man, I, this is the second time in the past two years, Steve, that we've heard. Somebody winning a tournament, a big tournament like this, uh, the guy that won the Brandon Belt last year in February, we had him on. He caught five in a brush pile. These yeah, guys yeah. in an hour caught five big ones on a brush pile. This is just very rare from what has happened in the past, what Sam Raven brush pile fishing is. To be able to do that, they got something special there. They have a special brush pile. There is no doubt yeah. about that. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, hey, great job by Casey. Good report there. Yeah. I'm glad he, he good details. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we've got legendary pro Mr. Tommy Martin as he previews the Toyota Series on Rayburn, and he'll talk about the Elite Series and what those guys can expect at Toledo Bend. We'll talk about all this and more upcoming tournaments, lake levels, Toledo Bend, Rayburn, Lake of the Pines. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Pride Rods, custom-built fishing rods made to handle any and all techniques. Fishing rods designed for sensitivity and made to last in Montgomery, Texas. Built by Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up to try it for yourself take pride in your fishing by using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 
The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency taking care of Texans' insurance needs for over 25 years. Offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local fishing guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guide for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Two locations to serve you in both national Nacogdoches, and Bravis, Texas, or give them a call at 936-205-4467. The next time you're headed for Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn, stop by Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. They have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones. Whether your trip calls for bass fishing, white perch tackle, catfish bait, or the ultimate fighting shiners, Keith's Tackle has you covered. Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Ben. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Right now. I will have him call, James. Okay. Right, hang on, just hang tight, Mr. Tommy. All right, welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. Trying to get Tommy Martin on the phone. Uh, this segment presented by Pride Rods. Keith to lead the band. The Marine located in Iowa, Louisiana. And uh, James, if you'll, well, let me just text him. Do I text him your number, James, to try to get him on? Or? Uh, 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 let him call, let him call I, you. I, no, the, the number's wrong on the sheet. James, I'm fixing to send you his number. Uh-oh. What did I put down there? Sorry about this, guys. We just, we, uh, try. I know what happened. I know exactly what happened. That's last week's guest number. That's why. So, anyway, Tommy Martin's coming back. We're, we're going to have Tommy on here in just a minute. Yeah, real quick, uh, we'll go over some. Let me give you the Bass Champs results from last weekend over there. At, uh, well, let's, let's do the, the Texas Team Trail. Um, well, I was wondering if you were busy. I was going to do Bass Champs. You're busy. But I said, go ahead and do that. we're good. We're good. <clears throat> so right, team trail. Texas team trail, Sam Rayburn. First place. Well, here comes Tommy. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Now we got him. Now we got you. Hey, Mr. Tommy. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. How you doing? Kevin's down here in Lafayette. He's on here with Chris, us. Tommy, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Good deal. Good deal. You on Rayburn this morning? I am out here on Sam Rayburn Lake. How is it? It's uh, a beautiful is, morning, but the bass are mad at everybody for some reason. They're just not doing much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's, well, speaking of doing much, that's what we want to talk to you about. Uh, first of all, okay. uh, let's talk about Toledo Bend, because that's where the, 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 the Elite Series is over there this week. You've been on the water over there. How's that tournament yep, shaping up for those guys? How's it shaping up? Well, the lake's, you know, in good shape, really. Down on the south end, it's a little clearer, of course, than it is up north. But even in 1215, area, Blue Lake and all that up there has got plenty of clarity of water for, for them to catch fish. I, I 
I got two of them staying in my house, Joey Sapentes and this new young man that's 18 years old. His name is Trey McKinney. Now he's supposed yeah. to be, you know, he made the elites last year. He's 18 years old. This is his first elite series tournament. So there's, you know, I don't get too much out of them. I don't ask them and bug them much, but they had, they had a poor first day. They didn't do well at all. Neither one of them. And uh, the second day, I think they both got on something and one of them got an eight pounder. Another one had a couple of fives. So, they're both scopers, you know. They they know it all. They they can do everything. So I, I look like it. It I'm, I think it's going to be a good tournament. I don't know if there'll be as many of those bass out in the real deep water, like over forty foot and stuff, like they were in the um, uh, MLF. But you know, there's some fish that live out there the year round, and they don't go anywhere. So th- th- those guys are going to catch fish too. Should be a good tournament. You know, Tommy, and, and this goes for you guys over Texas Team Trail, too. I mean, they're not Texas Team, over on Raven, too, but but still talking about these elite guys. Man, it's going to warm up this week. Now, the wind's still going to be blowing, but for, for Toledo being, the, you know, the first warm spell like we get like this is several days in a row, it could really happen for those guys. Oh, yeah. I got it over there last Thursday, and I was kind of shocked. Uh, I hadn't been on the lake in all eight or ten days, and we caught 30 that day, and we had some good ones. And I, I thought they were on fire. Just about yeah. everywhere we went, we had activity, and it was really a good day. So, uh, you know, this cold front that come through Friday night, you know, I, I know the Texas team trail, several guys walked them pretty good uh, Saturday morning. But, you know, those, those cold fronts, usually the first day, they don't affect it too much. But the second and third day, they kill it. But this is the fourth day, I think, and, and they're still acting goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now, Tommy, let, let's put your tournament hat on. If you're fishing the Elite Series this week at Toledo Bend, are you going to focus more on staging fish right now, or are you going to go ahead and go shallow and look for those females roaming around up there getting ready to, to maybe bed up? I, I would fish 10 to ten foot to, to the bank. You know, I'm, I'm going to fish for those pre, big pre-spawn females that are moving in. I've got, you know, after fishing there for 50 years, I know some places where they kind of hold up out there and seven to 10 foot and, and stuff before they move to the bank. And I, I would target that kind of fish. I, I wouldn't be out in the real deep water scoping. Now I can scope. I'm not the best at it, but I can do it. Um, I'm, I'm, I've had, you know, some success with it, but I, that's what, that's what I would do. Steve is just target uh, the ones that are moving up. And those the other day that we caught were actually, some of them had already got around beds. They were in two and three foot of water. They were uh, good-sized buck bass. Most of them were like three and four pounders, but uh, that that would be my game plan. I definitely think you'll be able to see, especially if we on live. Um, I think you'll be able to see people doing several different techniques. I, I think we'll see fish caught in forty foot of water, and I think we'll see some caught on the bank in the bushes. I think we're going, and, and I think several are going to be able to do well doing that. You know, several techniques will do well at Toledo Bend this weekend. Well, the bushes, I don't know. You can catch fish in the bushes over there right now. uh, We were in the bushes the other day and fished some, and we caught some, you know, keepers, pound and a half, two-pound fish. But it's only got a foot and a half to maybe two and a half foot in in some places. And it's not really deep enough to hold those big old, those big fish. Raven's the same way. I can't get a bite in the bushes over here. They're just not up there because it's too shallow. Right. But I don't think that'll be clear. But those flats and in the middle of those coves and stuff where those bass are going to spawn, 
you get out in the middle and start at about 12, 15 foot and work your way in with jerk baits and things, you know, they're going to catch them. So he'd be in the raver and a full fish, and you, all, you guys know better than anybody that somebody's going to catch them. Now, it may be a little rough for others. That's the way tournament fishing is. Tommy, what's the water temperature at the mouth of the pockets going off the main lake, and, and what's the temperature in the back of the pockets right now? Well, the other day I saw I started in 57-degree water, and, and uh, by about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, we were in 60-degree water way back in a big cold. And yeah. we were you know, out of pad sims and stuff. We were catching good fish out of that on sinkos and stuff. But the water's warm. It's warm enough for some fish to be spawning right now. So who knows? We're just going to have to, I think, wait, and we'll learn something from these guys And when after that first day of weigh-in. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Tommy, let's change gears here and talk Sam Rayburn. I know you've been on Sam Rayburn the last several days uh, for the Toyota Series. How's Sam Rayburn looking and fishing? Oh, last week, Kevin, it was really good. I, one morning I got out there, first fish I caught was seven and a half. The next morning, the first fish I caught was eight. And I've got some fish found, you know, that I've caught, and it, it's been good. But since that yeah. front come through, it's just for some reason, it, every, all my buddies are calling me. My phone rings about every 30 minutes. One of, <laughs> you had a bite yet? That bite yet? No. <laughs> well, it's just, I don't know. They're just being stubborn right now. But golly, by tomorrow, after a day like today, with you know, we had 42 or 3 degree night last night. It's bright and sunny today. It must be 60-something right now. So you know it's going to warm this water up, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, just if those fish hold for me, you know, I'll, I'll do all right if they hold for me, the ones I'd found last week. Right. But it's been tough. The last three days have been absolutely horrible. And there's several guys I talked to that's been here for four days and only caught two, two keeper fish, stuff like that. Wow. That's not, that's wow. not Sam Ray's fish. No. No. Now, tell me how much will uh, maybe a rattle trap play in this week's uh, this week's tournament with the Toyota Series? In the in the Toyota Series, it, I, it you know it it they it, it'll likely be one on the rattle trap. It, I think it's going to be one shallow. It's not going to be one out scoping. I don't think that would be my bet. Yeah. Larry and I, Larry Nixon, staying at my house too, and he and I've been arguing over. He thinks they're going to win it scoping, and I think they're going to win it up. You know, like where Marshall Hughes caught that big stringer the other day, he caught mm -hmm. uh, 38 pounds and something and set that record in the the was that that was the tackle warehouse. The invitation. And Marshall yes. caught some of those fish on traps and stuff like that, moving baits, you know. And right. then uh, up in the day, he went out and he fished for some of those pre-spawn fish that were just moving up in a little bit deeper water. I'm not sure exactly how deep, but it was out deeper and somewhere off a little bit offshore. And he, it's no secret, he put it on uh, on TV that, I mean, everything that he caught him on a mop jig, a brown mm -hmm. and purple mop jig with a big old trailer. And I, he and I are personal friends. I talked to him after the tournament was over, and the last day, he, he you know, he had 11-pounder that, first, that yeah. first day. But the last yeah. day, the second day it was, the last day he, uh, right before he came in, he lost one. He said was bigger than the 11 pounder. It was probably 12 to 13. He had it on a jerk bait, and he had 12 pound line on that particular rod, and it took him down in in the in the grass and broke his line. He didn't get yeah. it, but it probably would have been the winning fish, you know, for him. But it, that's a kind. That's what I think is going to happen in this tournament. They're going to catch them. You know, rattle trap will be key. 
Um, once this water warms back up like it is, I'm looking at it now. It's 57.2 on one unit and 56.67 on the other one. So it's right at around 57 degrees right now. And, and that's not, you know, they sure, I don't know how long it takes them to get over that shock of a bad front. But we had 28, yeah. last night four last, it was 28 degrees. When I put in yeah. yesterday morning at daylight, it was 28 and very, very cold. And, you know, I guess it just got them in shock a little bit. And, and we're fishing right all around them, but they're not botting. You can yeah. see them on scope and you can't catch them even. A lot of guys yeah. are complaining about seeing big groups of them. And they, they try various baits and with no response from the fish. Well, that's my next question. <clears throat> Let's go to that. Other than a trap, what two other baits would you recommend having tied on, Tommy, for tomorrow's well, opening day? I got a chatterbait, and I got a, a several uh, lipless crankbaits, different sizes and colors that I use that are mostly crawdad-type patterns, and then gold black back, and, and I've got a small square bill that I use because when I get out in maybe five to six over the grass, and I'm not, I don't think I'm getting down to where the fish are, I may want to throw that little square bill some. So those are, that's what I'm doing, and I'm throwing a Senko some. I caught some awful good fish. Uh, the, yeah. One of the days that I did not get a bite – at, at two o'clock, I had not had a bite. So I went to a place that I'd been catching them on a trap and I threw it a while and or vibrating bait. They wouldn't bite it. So I started throwing a Senko and in 15 or 20 minutes, I caught five that weighed about 14 pounds. They were pretty good fish. But it, you know, I, I, you still need that big one to be, to do any good. You need a yeah. seven or eight pounder yeah. to go with them. But right. they will bite right now, but you, they're just not wanting to hit anything moving. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, good stuff, Mr. Tom. We appreciate your time. I know you're over there trying to get something done and uh, locate some fish. And we can't say thank you enough for coming on and giving us some oh, great yeah. information. You guys, you guys, you know, anytime I can help with, with y'all and I watch your show myself and I learn from it, uh, as old as I am, I'm not too old to learn. So I'll, I'll listen to y'all all the time. Appreciate you calling me. Thanks, Mr. Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank y'all. All right, bye now. Thank you. Mr. Tommy Martin. Hey, that's that's the man right there, Kevin. Steve, it, every time we have him on this show, I mean, and he's he's been out there like every day, 28. Yeah. I he's 83 years old. Might be exactly. by now. Yeah. He went on an elk hunt last year, Kevin. Elk hunt in the Colorado Rockies. I mean, he is <laughs> practicing, you know, it's he's, tough. He's ageless. He's ageless. And still fishing tournaments. Oh, I mean, fishing every day. I mean, fishing daylight to dark, practicing. I mean, it is yeah. unreal. Yeah. Gosh, I hope I'm even somewhat close yeah. to what Mr. Tommy's doing when I'm his age. My goodness. And one thing, uh, when I called him to, to for him to come on this week, uh, Larry Nixon was at the house. Yeah. And they were actually retying and doing some stuff, getting ready to head for Rayburn. And they're, they're going to start fishing team stuff together. Mm -hmm. Him and Larry Nixon, I thought that was so cool. I can't imagine pulling up in a tournament there. If Larry Nixon and Tommy Martin fishing team tournament together, dude, it just, uh, I don't know. I, I might pass out. I, that's how much I love both those guys. Uh, have had them both on several times. They just first class guys. Never hesitate to give you information. They just will help you any way they can. Yeah. Just great people. No, agreed. Yeah. Agreed, Steve. Uh, so I want to jump real quick to the Texas Team Trail results. We we started going over them a while ago as Mr. Tommy jumped on. Uh, we had, yeah. We had Casey Burley on, of course. Him and Josh Rogers had 29-14. Second place, Bubba Fraser, Tommy Hill had 26-01. Uh, 
Uh, third place, Brian Lord. Jonathan Simon had 25.05 with a nine-pounder. Fourth place, Clay Phillips. David Shaw had 23.12. Fifth, fifth place, Charles Whitehead, White and Mike Power had 23.08. Um, let's see, Steve. 20 pounds was – took 20 pounds to be in 10th place. Um, the last check was – Third tie for thirty fifth place with fourteen eleven was the last check. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, let, let's switch gears. Let's head over to Lake Fork, Texas, for the bat. That's our second event of the of the season over there. Uh, Seth Kelm and Mike Bates had didn't even have a limit, Kevin. They had four fish for fourteen sixty eight, but they had a ten seventy one kicker. You know, uh, Tyler Walker was second with Stephen Walker. They had a 14, 23-pound bag with three fish, and they had a 1074 kicker. Tommy Sykes, Mark Howard were third with 10.96, and they had one fish for 10.96. <laughs> so it just got that. And people that don't don't understand, oh, man, 14 pounds that won a tournament. I'm, it's late fourth, y'all. You. you if you catch one over, yeah, then the rest of them, you're trying to, and that's because it's what, uh, is it 16 or 18 to 24, Kevin? I think it's 18, no, 16, 24, 16, 24, mm -hmm. and uh, so anything in that slot, y'all, they got to throw back, yeah. so they got to catch one over 24, which is usually a seven or at least a seven pounder or better. So you're catching one big kicker fish, and then you're hoping to get four other yeah. ones less. 15, basically 15 inches, and uh, and that's how you win those tournaments over there at Lake Fork, Texas. So, uh, but anyway, uh, let's looking down the list here. Uh, tenth place bag, it took 804. There was five. A lot of guys caught five fish from fourth all the way down. They all had five fish through 16th place. They all had five fish for 981, 901, 894, 836, 830. So, and they got good checks, 3,000, 4,000, 2,500. Yeah. For catching those eight, nine-pound bags. But, again, that's Lake Fork. That's how it sets up. That's how tournament's set up over there. Uh, let's see, Kevin. Uh, upcoming tournaments. Let's get to this real quick. Uh, Toyota Series, as we kind of talked to uh, Mr. Tommy Martin, gave us a little preview. February 21st through the 23rd, that's this week. Uh, it starts on Friday. Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, it starts Wednesday. Yeah. When, tomorrow. It's so Toyota Series is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series will, of course, be at Toledo Bend, February 22nd through the 25th. All you young people out there looking to get some autographs, hey, go to the weigh-ins, check it out. Some people are out of school this week with President's uh, Week or Mardi Gras Week, whatever it is. Uh, ABA Solo 150, February 23rd and 24th. That's where I'll be Friday and Saturday on Lake of the Pines. Skeeter Team Series number two will be on Rayburn, February 24th. And uh, so, Kevin, what's going on for the rest of the month? Uh, so you got Brandon Belt number two, uh, the second second event of that team series on Lake Conroe this weekend as well, February twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, the Bassmaster Elite Series turns around and goes to Lake Fork next week, so they'll be there February 29th through March third. ABA Pro League Lake of the Pines will be March second. 
Uh, Bass Champs will be at Sam Rayburn March 2nd, and then the Brandon Belt Grand Slam event will be at Sam Rayburn March 7th through the 9th. Yeah. And then we have, I mean, March is, Toledo Bend on March is just, is full. The Despino yeah. Tournament, which the we're going to kind of start jumping into that next week. The Despino Tournament uh, and the Outlaw, and then the the very the very next, the Despino Tournament's on that Saturday. I forget what the weekend, maybe the 9th. I think it's right. the 9th. Uh, eighth night that Saturday. The the very next day after that is the um, GSM tournament, the Outlaw Outdoors, the brand Battle of the Brands tournament, the Outlaw Outdoors puts on. It'll be at Toledo Bend as well. Um, so big month on Toledo Bend March. You got the Poche com- coming up towards the end of the month. Just a big weekend, a big month of March on Toledo Bend. Yep. Speaking of Toledo Bend, Lake Level, let's go over that real quick. 171.61 as we speak, pulls 172. So it is down right now 4.64 inches, and uh, looks like it's uh, actually falling just a little bit. Uh, 10-day gain of 11.52 inches in the last 10 days. Uh, they have a 24-hour loss of 0.6 inches, so they probably opened up a gate, starting to let some water out. Sam Rayburn is at 163.56. 164 is full. Difference of uh, 10.08 feet. Uh, excuse me, 10.08 inches low. 10-day gain has been 1.76 feet. 24-hour loss, it's also on the fall at 0.6 inches. And Lake of the Pines, where I have been a couple times in the last two weeks, it's right at 229.87. 230 is full. It's 1.56 feet low. Uh, excuse me, 1.56 inches low. Get that straight. It's got a 10-day loss of 11.64 inches and a 24-hour loss of 2.04. So they got the gates open on that one. They are pulling it down. And uh, so, and, and guys, you know, Kevin, we talked about the bushes at Toledo Bend. Well, same deal at Raven. There's water. I mean, at Lake Lapine, there's water in the bushes. But I noticed when I was up there from the four days I was there before to the day I went back, it had dropped at least three to four inches. And yeah. I'm like, ooh. So the bush bite, then fish is just going to pull out. Yeah. Gonna, they're not going to step in there. I don't know if that bite will be good for us in Lake of the Pines or not. Shallow bite I think will be good, but right. I don't know if it will be all the way in the bushes or not. So may not be yeah. enough water. But anyway. You know, Steve, for Lake of the Pines, Toledo Bend, Sam Rayburn, I think all three got a big tournament this weekend, including the Elite Series there on Toledo Bend. I think all three, well, there will be different phases of yeah. you know, being caught. I mean, from, from up on the bank, some wanting to do it, you know, to get up there and do their thing early um, to that five to 10 foot range to the grass, you know, out to that 15 foot range, out to that 25 foot. Casey Bailey just told us that bur- their burst pile was in 28 foot of water. Yeah. So I think there's going to be fish caught from, from 30 foot up um, doing several different things. So the good thing about every lake this, this weekend is it's going, people are going to be scattered a little bit. It won't be bunched up doing one thing. So that'd right. be a good thing for kind of letting people scatter out. To me personally, Kevin, one of the best times of the year to fish. You got fish in all, all yeah. three stages, basically. And, uh, so, uh, basically, get out there. Whatever, you, whatever you want to go do, you can go do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kevin, have you got a product you want to talk about real quick? Yeah. So, Black Label, and I know you guys have heard us kind of talk about Black Label Balsa Base. Cliff Pace puts out. He has now started Black Label Salt Plastic Line. Um, kind of want to bring up to you guys a little bit so you can find this on blacklabeltackle.com or woodbait country woodbait country is where you can get all of all of cliff's black label stuff there but you can go to blacklabeltackle.com as well 
I want to talk to you really about one bay that Cliff just released this week. This is the player. Uh, it's called, name is the player. Um, it is a small swim bait. It is a four-facing sonar bait. Guys, this thing is a bad little dude. Um, he just released it this week. I was at his. I was at Cliff's house last week and played with this in the pond a little bit. Cliff has got videos out there. He caught like a five-plus off of it, and he has the four-facing sonar image. Uh, again, called the player. You guys want to check this out. But, man, the detail that Cliff – so this is something Cliff has been working on. You know, we sold B&M uh, a little over a year ago, right at a year – a little over a year ago now. <clears throat> and ever since then, he's been kind of working on, on some of this stuff. And man, the design he has in some of these baits. So this is his beaver-style bait uh, called the shank. Um, the design – I mean, this, just the, the detail – that, that goes into these baits. You, you want to give them a try. You want to check them out. Bunches and bunches of uh, creature baits. He's got some trick worm style baits. He's got some Cinco style baits. Uh, get on blacklabel.com, woodbaitcountry.com. Check them out. He releases a new bait every week. Some great videos Cliff is putting out. You'll definitely want to check that out to add to your arsenal. And I can say from experience, uh, talking to Cliff, being around him a little bit, not near as much as you, Kevin, but there is nobody that is more detailed on faith on how to manufacture one, how it should be made, what he has in his brain that he wants to transfer to make sure he gets it the way he wants it. There ain't nobody better. Cliff Pace is such a detail-oriented angler. It's ridiculous. And uh, so if you're looking for good stuff, I know everything that he did with V&M, yeah. uh, stuff I used, that's one reason I was using it because I caught fish with it. Well, you take the pacemaker series of jigs that we have when we were at VNM that he designed that became the best-selling jig in Bass Pro Shops. Yes. Um, I mean the the detail. I mean Cliff. So so let me and I'll go ahead and talk about this. So Cliff, all this head design that you see and the the colors on the heads and just the the in-depth structure that's on the heads of these jigs. Cliff started all that. Nobody was doing it before Cliff. Right. Cliff was the one that started. Now everybody's doing it. Well, yep. Steve, now he's taking it to the soft plastic game and uh, the, just, again, the design, the technique. I mean, everything that goes in these soft plastic, trust me, you, you want to check them out. So I totally believe it. I'm looking forward to trying a few of those myself. All right, Kevin, anything else we got? I think that's it for the week. Good luck to everybody out there. Be safe this weekend. Man, the wind's going to blow, so uh, I'm hoping they get all four days in of, of the Elite Series. I'm hoping they get all three days in of the Toyota event on Sam Rayburn. So uh, fingers crossed uh, that, that Mother Nature allows us to get the fishing time in that we all want to get. It allows me to get the, the Bassmaster Live time in that I'm wanting to get. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you see Kevin around a tournament or boat ramp anywhere, hey, please stop us, say hello. You might, you're probably going to see us at a restaurant, more than likely. We yeah. both like to eat. So if you see us, pull us aside, say hello. Man, we'd love to hear from you, hear what you got to say. Appreciate all the feedback. I was we, we were flabbergasted. Tommy Martin is a big fan of our program. I, I, that made my day. That made my whole day. So uh, we appreciate all you guys that come on with us that we've had on in the past. Thank you very much. And uh, because you give credibility to what me and Kevin are trying to do here. We appreciate that. All right. Thank you for tuning us in today. Please check us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, however way you listen to a podcast. If you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship family. All you got to do is message us on Facebook. Kevin will send out a packet to you or he'll give you a call. Either way, we'll make sure we get the information to you that you need 
to become a sponsor of Tackle Talk Live. Which one, one thing, Steve, talking about sponsors. So I was at the Lake Charles Boat Show this past weekend. I went over there to check out our guys' power implements. And, man, they got some crazy deals on some boats, Steve. And they're having those that sale go through this week. Um, so get on their website. Get on their uh, social media channels. Go by and see them um, and check out some of the deals that they have on some of those. Some really, really good rebates going on right now. So go over Power Implements Marine. Tell them Tackle Talk Live sent you, and you'll save five hundred dollars on a, on a new boat or fifty dollars on a service uh, service invoice. So yeah. check out some of those boat show specials they have going on this week. All right, for Kevin Jean, here's Julie Steve Graff. Thank you for tuning us in. We'll catch you next week with more Tackle Talk Live.